that's yeah, really good. Go. I found uh, it's finished in maple syrup barrels. Oh, is it a Founders? It's wow. a, no, it's a the bourbon Husky Hudson oh, Whiskey oh. New York. Okay, so the bourbon is finished in the barrels. No, oh. the beer I'm just drinking. Uh, I got Schlitz. some for Father's Day. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I I don't really drink that much anymore. Um, oh, hey, welcome to the Fam Zone, everybody. We're uh, we're having old man talk right now. Um, yeah. I'm your host Eric Fedorchek. I am the Arlen. Uh, and I'm the second oldest man, Lou Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't, I don't really drink that much anymore. Like, I still have some really good beers, and I'm not worried about them like going bad or skunked because well, a, they're not they're, refrigerated, and b, they're like normally all stouts. Yeah, if they're stouts or porters, like you don't have to worry about that as long as they're in a nice, even temperature, dark place. They're only going to get bitter. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I got I have a Japanese whiskey that's like super smooth that I will drink sometimes. But then the other like one day, like I was like when school ended, I was like, I need to buy some bourbon because like I'm just really feeling it right now. And yeah. so yeah, it's Huskin Whisk Hudson Whiskey New York. Uh oh. short stack it's called. So okay. it's aged aged in uh maple syrup barrels. I I have a bottle of Tullamore Dew I haven't even opened. I have a nice Glen Limit uh, set that my oh. father-in-law gave me. It's so fancy bastard with scotch. Well, you know, I, and that's the thing. I don't really drink scotch that much. So, uh, yeah. I've only been given a bottle once. My brother gave it to me a couple of years ago, and I was like, well. Sorry, it's I, not Glen Limit. It's uh, Glen Morangi or Glen Morang, whatever it is. G-L-E-N-M-O-R-A-N-G-I-E. But yeah, it's still good stuff. I've had it before. But regardless, I, yeah. The, the only reason I know it exists is from watching the show Archer. Because <laughs> I can't, there's like a whole episode where they say that name like 12 yeah. times because it's definitely like a goof as like a sponsor because they go to Scotland. And okay. He holds, up, he holds it up like five times. Nice. I think it's like, is it Glenn Gooley? No, it, I don't. I'm not sure about that. It's, I haven't watched I Archer know. in a very long time. Goddamn yeah, Celtic, Celtic yeah. words. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Letters uh, that are G's, but they're actually K's or whatever. God. You know. And they're yeah. odd child names along with the Irish. Um, yeah, I, I, there was there was a Scotch that my one friend Keith had me drink the one time, and. I swear to God, it tasted like he just went to a peat bog somewhere in Scotland and gave me a glass of it. It was, it was not good. It was very not good. I I thought you were going to say like, oh, it was smoky and delicious. No, no. It tasted like I had moss in my mouth when I was drinking it. Yeah. No. I I love a good smoky, like anything, like smoky Mm -hmm. beer, smoky bourbon, whiskey. Yeah. Smoky cheese is good when it's when smoke it's cheese is good. good smoke yeah. gouda a smoke mozzarella oh, yeah. is really good on pizza too mm. jesus we are the most adult we've ever been on this show right now oh, yeah. holy no, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. holy we are fuck old man o- old man levels of over five thousand. yeah <laughs> so so to get back more into what our uh one and a half listeners like listening to us talk about um right, what yeah. has everybody been watching recently Mm. mostly docs that was my covid watching when i had COVID. Mm-hmm. so i think i told said most i watched a bunch of sports docs i watched the aaron hernandez one i watched the steroids one that's on netflix i can't remember 
called Juice. It's by the guy who did like Cocaine Cowboys. Oh, okay. Uh, um, because oh. it's all about the Miami one, which is like his thing, because that's where he's from. But the one that mm-hmm. Erod was part of. Um, oh, highly recommend all their reenactments they do with like eight year old children, not with <laughs> actors. And it's fucking hilarious. Like it's it, it is on purpose and it's a goof. And like the kid they get to play Erod, it's like he has like a spray tan, and they gave him like this crazy like Caesar haircut. This was awesome. like two thousand nine, and That's like awesome. they, they recreate like the all because he's fucking maniac. Because um, he had an apartment where everything was white, the ceiling, <laughs> the walls, and the floor. Okay. Um, and they also recreate which he famously had was a painting of himself as a centaur. All right. Okay. He actually has that. Yeah. And they go into like he's a fucking maniac. Like they're like they're in like arbitration. Right. He's making like with a judge and he's making faces at the other guy. And the judge is like, What are you doing? Oh, well, this <laughs> is this is A Rod, correct? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, and so, he, oh, go ahead on. No, I was gonna say, didn't he like become a huge sports star in his teens? Like well, he um, was, he's one of those guys that, like, was always known about, like, mm-hmm. but this is about the, uh, like, when he got um, caught the second time, like, when he was on the Yankees, mm-hmm. um, and it goes into, like, a whole Cuban thing, because it's, like, there's a little kind of Cuban connection, not necessarily full mafioso, but, like, there's, like, a whole tanning bed ring and, like, whole drug oh. thing, Um and this whole Cuban connection kind of thing. Um, but like, this screwball. is when he is was taking. That the yeah, screwball? Yeah. Like, if you were ever listening to like Joey Davis, he's like, oh, he's eating the gummies. Like, this is that time period. Like, he would eat a gummy before the game. And then yeah. by the time the game was over, the, the testosterone would be out of his system. That's crazy. I didn't realize um, they had gotten them yeah, zeroed down that much. And this is from a guy who has his MD from the University of medicine and performing arts of belize <laughs> that is the literal name of the college and i started like la- i i was like this is ridiculous I, I love this that it's like medical and performing arts is the name of the college um, well i mean they're one in the same with these guys so yeah uh, it's a really I, really fun doc what i was gonna say about a rod was uh the one time when i was just in a deep reddit hole uh probably during covid i had been on the uh uh, what is it? Ask Reddit subreddit, and somebody put up the question like, "What's the craziest story you've heard about groupies?" And somebody was talking about how their friend apparently hooked up with A Rod at one point, and while she was giving him head, he was holding the top of her head and saying, "Yeah, A Rod, yeah, do this, A Rod." Uh, that if you watch the thing, that is not. Outside the realm of possibilities. Yeah, so, yeah, and Arlen found the picture of the kid dressed as A-Rod. So that is what it's he looks a, like. It's a news story about the documentary. It's fucking hysterical. Oh my. Oh my god, I need to see this. Yeah, it's really wow. funny. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I don't think anybody has the actual picture of him like as a centaur. Because like he hasn't let that out, but like it's a thing that's known. Um, Why? Like if if oh I the could... guy talks yeah. the guy talks about like he went to his like his apartment and he's in this all white apartment 
watching clips of himself like hitting home runs and being awesome. Oh my god. Amazing. Like, he comes so, up as a complete maniac. <laughs> so is is he just check. dumb as a brick? Like, is that what's going on? He's a cre- he's like he's rich, so you call it eccentric. That's what the guy keeps saying. <laughs> okay. You get that big and successful, and you can do whatever you want. I mean, and these guys have such massive egos; they're gonna do whatever they want. You know, I mean, <clears throat> Michael Jordan is like, I'm just gonna uh, do the Hitler mustache. Um, I'm just yeah. gonna do that, and nobody's gonna tell me that I can't. <laughs> and that's just yeah. Except people did pretty quickly there, Mike, because that did not last. It didn't, but it lasted longer than maybe it should have. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> early days of the internet, you know, take, it took things a little longer to disseminate. Right. Yeah, but highly recommend that doc, the person who blows up the whole the whole story gets blown up because one guy refused to pay another dude 4K. <laughs> Over what? Uh, investing in quotes into his, this business because the guy's uh-huh. a, a sack of bricks. Um, and yeah, uh-huh. like it is crazy. Yeah, so it's called Screwball. It came out like four years ago, but it's on Netflix. Okay. okay. Uh, I will find there are some other hilarious pictures of like the kids. Uh, like they put like fake arm sleeve tattoos on them. Oh, um, <laughs> to like pretend like they are but there it is very funny um but yeah like it's not i'm trying to remember the name it's not balco uh balco who's the other guy because it's like their fake doctor is in it a lot and like they show him he's like so coked out at one point um but it's really really funny well Um, i did uh did you also mention you started watching or you watched all of Bad Vegan? I watched all of Bad Vegan. I watched all of Evil Genius. Okay, yeah. Well, Evil Evil Genius is the one about the uh the bomb the collar, neck bomb. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that yeah. One my is wa- that one's yeah, it's good. But like, my wife and I watched the first two episodes of Bad Vegan, and like, I I just don't understand how this woman fell for this guy's bullshit. I think when you watch all of it. I think that's kind of the point is did she fall for it? Or oh. is this what she's saying to get out of like cuz like the guy the one beard reporter is like well if you look at it from if he actually did pay off her loan thing mm-hmm. like she kind right. of scammed him because her restaurant was not doing well when they met. Okay. Um uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean don't don't spoil anything too much. I'm I'm just that's the place that my wife and I are at with that. It's just like, yeah, what the fuck? It, yeah, it's like, it is, it is weird. It's an interesting documentary. It's more like these, it's like looking at like the fall of like a shitty, like super rich white woo-woo person, like woo-woo, like crystals and stuff. But like, yeah, it's, it is, it's weird. Cause it's like, it's a crime doc where the people who are getting robbed of like the biggest victims are rich like people yeah, who invested money mm-hmm. and then the workers that work there who actually feel bad for yeah yeah it's just like when you hear some of the recordings of their phone conversations and it's he's like you know oh well i need to go check this we're not in the box like I, like all the shit he's saying that's like sounds like he watched a bunch of bad like 80s and 90s action films that are military oh, based. um right 
they I, I won't spoil that's okay. <laughs> there's the thing of that like okay. where his ideas came from okay awesome i mean awesome this is going around though like it's a, it's the same thing as the elizabeth holmes thing from what you're saying you um know? elizabeth holmes thing is much more like smarter people and trying True. to game a very a system that is highly flawed the right. bad vegan is more about like this person who got really rich with this mm -hmm. idea that was this like very niche that like kind of was like a thing um, yeah. of the time period and was also a restaurant in the middle of Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, I think is Manhattan or Brooklyn when everything was skyrocketing in one of the most. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think of how to say this, like, the way her restaurant works is one of the worst ways to run a restaurant, like price, like what you would actually make money from, because fresh food costs the most, and it's literally the whole restaurant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but this is, you, you said it was, uh, was this Manhattan? Um, yes. Uh, I think they're in, they're in New York. It is all New York, but she's from, like, the Boston area of Massachusetts. Okay. Well, because, I mean... This it's, has been going on for a while. It's definitely Manhattan. like Twitter, Instagram, um, influencer using yeah. like stuff. Because she's not the chef. No. Right. No, she's mm. just the owner who had the idea. And then right. she expanded it to the uh the juice bar next door. The juice bar. She they yeah. like they say like, oh, she's the person that like was into almond milk and pushing almond milk before almond milk was in everybody's grocery store. Ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, okay. and there were like ideas there that you're like, oh, these are great ideas. But she's okay. also her for the water wars when they come. She's <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like anyone I know who's vegan is like, you can't just eat raw vegetables all the time because it's just going to go right through you. There, you're not going to get any nutritive value from them. Yeah, yeah, and you have to usually take like a good amount of like supplements to yeah. like even out because like we are we are omnivores yeah well there's a reason why fire <laughs> and, <laughs> and and human uh, brain evolution coincides yes. yes and tools and these things all coincide with population growth <laughs> and uh people building cities and you know and just general uh better uh better better health um until cities start to cause all sorts of other problems that um that, that could not have been expected um it's like hmm i wonder if there's a, a reason why uh things grew so quickly after we stopped only eating raw vegetables yeah um it's also it is such a like privileged thing it's like oh yes we're only gonna yeah. eat these vegetables that cost super ton of money and everybody involved is like the richest, like, one of the stories is, like, this will just explain to you the whole situation. The people, someone's talking about, like, oh, we're just working, and Owen Wilson walks in, and he walks right into the kitchen, yep. and I notice he's not wearing shoes. Yep. And then he gets his food, and he walks right back out. They're in fucking New York. That yep. is the most disgusting place to ever not be wearing shoes. Yep. I wouldn't wear open-toed shoes. I wouldn't wear open-toed shoes in no. New York. No. That's horrifying. But, but it's, it's, it's new, new New York, Lou. So no. they can do whatever they want, you know. Um, no, they don't have to give a fuck. <laughs> no, with like, I imagine, I imagine you, to the rats. 
I imagine you had been there quite a bit, Lou, growing up. And like with my grandmother living in Staten Island, I definitely went over to Manhattan quite a bit, too. And I've been there during enough changes that happened in that city that it's like, no, it doesn't matter. Like, it does not matter what what time period it was. You have to wear shoes in that city. I'm yeah, sorry. Like, you're disgusting. Like going out, you go out and it's just like if you're out at night, go like people like the way the system works, you just throw your garbage out in the yeah. alleys. That's how they yep. get picked up. The bags move. Yes. It's not they're not moving by magic. And no. there's just trash juice is a thing. And it just I, all flows down. And then what's I'm, down? The subways that you all have to travel on. I'm I'm familiar at least with trash smells from being in Staten Island a lot. So yeah. Which I want to say like, oh, where was your grandma from in Staten Island? Um it was uh it wasn't Richmond County. Um shit I used to have it was right after you crossed the bridge to get over to Staten Island. God damn it. Verrazano or the outer The the Verrazano. Yeah, it was the Verrazano, the big blue one. Um yeah, it was like maybe ten, fifteen miles away from there. So like yeah, it's like because uh, Richmond County Yacht Club was a little bit further away. That was where they were. They had the, their boat at. But I can never remember wow. the exact county they were in. I think sounds like they were in North Shore, which is where my grandma was. OK. Uh, that's yeah, where I the, mean, the wealthier of Staten Island trash lived. <laughs> that's the thing. My, my grandparents were someone born there. My grandparents weren't wealthy. That's the weird thing. Oh, that's because it's Staten Island. It's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, no, it's like you're if right. You get there early enough, you can just yeah, right. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure they own their house and all that yeah. other stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, because the way I found where they lived in the past was always just using Google Maps and going to Street View because I knew it that well. Like going there. Yeah, that's how um, I, I I would find the zoo. And then from the zoo, I could figure out where my grandma's house is. Yeah, it looks like they were, it was Great Kills. Great Kills is where they were from. Okay, that's by the dump-ish area. Yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah. yeah. Which is now a bird sanctuary. Oh, really? Yeah, because there yeah. was a, yeah, that was that was the area that was kind of like a bog, right? Like yes, swampy. It's all swamp. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was that was right up the street from their house. So yeah, because yeah. I can remember our dog got loose one time when we were visiting and like we're like, oh god, if my grandma swamp, worked at the dead. power the power plant that was over there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, my grandmother worked for the Red Cross. So yeah. she was in Manhattan all the time. And my grandfather worked for beer. For beer? Just really? he just he drank yeah. a lot. Oh, he worked <laughs> for beer, not like yeah. he worked for the company quote no. beer. No. Or no, just no, no. like big beer, like the beer lobby that we're just <laughs> out. Like, no, he was a he was a functioning alcoholic and I loved him. Well, that's how a lot of people got through beer lobby. You don't want you to hear about the beer lobby. The beer <laughs> trying to do some math in my head. So that would he was probably working in like he grew up in like the thirties. That makes sense. He, well my grandfather was was adopted and he was of spanish origin and Mm -hmm. so he's not my biological grandfather but he was my grandfather i knew my entire life because my my blood grandfather my my grandmother's husband whatever father of my mother um he died when she when my mom was like 19 so it's actually very similar to me like my grandfather Mm -hmm. my mom's dad was not her bio dad okay yeah. So, I, yeah, I didn't learn his ethnicity until we did DNA tests. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my grandfather, he actually had the first uh, in-home welding uh, service like door to door like if you oh. called him to come weld something yeah he, he worked probably, on the he worked on the world trade center wow he probably made yeah. a good amount of money i think he did that. i think that's i think that's why he didn't have to work anymore i think that's why he was just able to relax yeah yeah, yeah. i'm but trying yeah, to find so, the other what we're talking about this the other netflix doc i watched because i watched uh, something else recently that was like a really cool like true crime sports one that was on Netflix um about uh the the boxer's name she was a woman boxer and her nickname was the coal miner's daughter oh so it wasn't real then well that was her nickname and she actually was um, no i mean i mean it was a woman boxing so it wasn't real right she's yeah. the right. most famous christy martin She's the most famous wow. woman boxer. Like that's the same uh, as being the most. most... Uh, go ahead. She was the most decorated. She was the first one that like Don King hired, and it's all about like her life and stuff. And it's very interesting because, uh, to me, this is the same as you saying a Muppet got all of these things. It's not real because <laughs> women <laughs> women can't do these things. They, yeah, they can't. Version. They can't be in space. They it, can't use lightsabers. Mm -hmm. They can't be superheroes, and they can't fight the Great Jaggers. So yeah, they can't be chefs. They can't, yeah, you know. I no, mean, it's just, you know, it's I, I watched the entirety of the Julia documentary. I was like, no, this is all fake. <laughs> this, this is real. This, I like that is a this... type of doc that I can't do. Like, mm -hmm. the, like that type of chef. Like, I'm sure it's interesting, but like, I saw that come up, and I was just like, I don't think I could do that. I mean, to, to really quickly review it, my biggest problem is it's just the um. Uh, Mr. Rogers talk that they did a couple years ago. It's, oh, it's just, just like oh, let me be your neighbor. Yeah, it, it's like almost copy and paste, but like I don't have the same attachment. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> her. Um, like, like she I, was on TV in like the. <clears throat> she was, and she was on during the early '80s. Like I would say up until like '85, because when I was growing up. Um, she would be on PBS sometimes and maybe it was repeats, but that's yeah. how I knew who she was. Cause I, I remember seeing early Saturday night live. There's an episode where Dan Aykroyd was impersonating her. Yeah. I would say like, and, that's literally my entire knowledge of her before like that one movie was the SNL skits. Yeah. My, yeah. It was that, it was that. And which is heavily featured in like the SNL 25th anniversary. Mm -hmm which is a special that I've seen far too many times. I used um, to have it on VHS. Yeah, yeah, like a DVD that somebody gave me. Um, I've seen it a million times there, but also every chef at some point ranks her up, every TV yep. chef. And because I watch Alton a lot and other uh, Food Network stuff, like it, it, it'll just be inevitable. It's like if, if it was good enough for Julia, it's good enough for us. Um, and it's just the assume that you know who he's talking about. Um, <clears throat> so that's uh, to, uh, where my main education on her came from and the doc, of course. To keep uh, diving into PBS chefs, we used to, my parents and I would watch it sometimes too, would watch the Frugal Gourmet, which mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know. I've seen Frugal Gourmet, I know. That one I yeah. know. <laughs> well, uh, you know I'm about what came out about him? No. Oh, God. No. Oh, yeah, he was a child molester, dude. <laughs> Oh no! Either molester or he had child porn. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, man. I was gonna say like the two the two that we'd watch is him or um the Italian lady. No idea. She was like straight Italian. I have no idea what her name is. Are you talking about the one who's um whose dad is fucking um the guy from Arnold's story about Conan the Barbarian? Um No, no, that's Giada Delorento's no no no. Yeah. Oh, I sorry to uh, jump back in. The Frugal Romeo, it wasn't kids. It was uh, he faded from public view after eight men accused him of sexual assault in 1997. Oh, oh. yeah, that'll do it, especially in 1990 when yeah things yeah. were a certain way. I don't know. He could still work for the Prime Minister of England. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the one, uh, the new one that they're going to name eventually? Or <laughs> no, no, the one. What's uh, Boris Johnson? That's the that's yeah. what's taking him down. Because one of his buddies, mm-hmm. God, that's what the, they said happened over and over again. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he was... It I'm was, hearing this detail. I just heard the... Oh, news. you didn't know about this? I did not hear... Okay, yeah, so... He's resigning. Yeah. That's what's taking him down. It's not the party gate and all the other shit. It's this guy he heard about at some point sexually assaulting men. And then when he became prime minister, he promoted him to a higher position and then more information came out, and then he was like, oh, he'd never heard of it. And then they're like, we literally have the receipts that you knew about this before you promoted him to this job. Well, it, it's yeah. not a fact, but it's like a Sandusky-type situation, kind of. I'm not that horrific. No, it's adults, not children, but he also yeah. promoted yeah. him higher in the government. Yes. The yeah. the looking the other way part is what I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you yeah. make jokes about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, well, this is uh, the same guy who was having parties during COVID lockdown. Like, yes, he was break. part right. of that. That's where all this came out of. Yep, was that. But yep. he didn't get oh, yeah. Johnson didn't get outed because of the parties. It's the no. second sexual assault scandal where people were like, at the parties, this dude was getting drunk and grabbing guys drunk. Oh, it was guys. I didn't know that. Yes. I didn't realize he was grabbing junk guys. either. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Which uh, to to yeah. zip back to the frugal gourmet real quick. Uh, I was correct. It was kids. They, they were all underage at the time, and one of them was a hitchhiker who he picked up when he was 14. And this was back in the 70s. Mm. And he died in 2004. Yeah. Um, so the person I was talking about was Linda. Oh, my. I can't pronounce his name. What's the name of her stupid TV show? Uh, Linda Carter. It's, like, it's like Linda's Table, Linda's Italian Table. No yeah, idea. I've heard of this. I'll send a picture. Not- you will definitely yeah. know her face. She's like one of those PBS chefs that's been around I mean, forever. Uh, and this may be before my time as well. I am. Just, I think she's still on. She. Oh wow. Okay. She's like she, the Italian grandma. Like that is her whole thing. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I don't see. know. Um. So Arlen, what have you been watching recently? I mean, you know me. I watch everything. Yeah. All the new stuff. I'm pretty up to date um what's i guess well i guess the best thing would be yeah what's what's impressed you the most recently that you've seen because i know you've been you've been slowly going back to the theaters yeah um i mean i think black phone is a great theatrical experience if if somebody's out it seems really interesting it yeah it is and it's uh, i hate uh, it's really weird saying that a movie about like a, a child molesting serial killer is a crowd pleaser um (laughs) but uh i would call it one like it's you're gonna go you're gonna expect a certain thing and you're gonna get exactly 
what you're gonna get. You know, the, yeah. Point one, the mask is awesome looking. Oh yeah. yeah. Everybody, like, which is a huge thing to do. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's an easy uh, visual objective. Uh, yeah, objective for people to keep an eye on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I'm. I'm really curious about that because I mean, it's. I'm. I like uh, Cargill. Like, I think he's he's good as a direct. Isn't he the director? No, he's the writer. He was Tim. the writer. Okay. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Well, um, they're both they're both guys who uh, worked for Ain't It Cool News and got the fuck out before things got really yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. A lot of yeah. people, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. But uh, they, um, I, I really like them as a team. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, what was the movie? Um, the Eric Bana one. Like, I watched that one very recently as well. That movie's fucking great. Um, and it's not just like my fucking love of like cop movie procedurals it's also just really creepy as well on top of that um uh, oh that's the that's the one uh with the exorcism and whatnot the cop who's kind of a yeah. non-believer yeah 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 i really like that yeah. it's like oh yeah, scott derrickson okay movies. sorry yeah 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 exactly yeah and that that's i think that's the last movie he did before doctor strange unless there was okay. another one that i'm getting well sinister uh, oh. who's he in doctor strange um uh the no, the director. That's that's what I mean. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. yeah, him and Cargill worked on Doctor Strange. They wrote a version of Multiverse of Madness. Um, mm-hmm. Or Raimi come on came on. Um, and uh, that's why I think Cargill is still credited. Uh, I don't okay. remember. Um, okay. That wouldn't yeah. surprise me. I definitely want to read the short story. Um, it's from what I remember, and I mean, mind you, it's been many years since I've read it. It's definitely not nearly as involved as this movie looks like. No, no. So yeah, he um he actually talks about it a lot on the Kingcast episode that he did. Oh, okay. Um, about it's basically half the story, and it's half stuff from his life, basically. Oh. Um, yeah. setting is stuff from his life. Some of the characters are people from his life. What's um, like? Is it seventies? It is. Yeah, it's, it's. I think it's like late seventies. Um, okay. Yeah, and it's uh It's also, um, he in that King Cass episode. He also talks about the fact that he is a person of faith, and af- upon knowing that, after watching the movie, I was like, oh, okay, I can see that in the movie. Um, and it completely changes how I look at some of his stuff now. I okay. I look at it, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, that's that's why that's there. That's why that little bit is in there. Um, but it's not like a, it doesn't like turn into a Kirk Cameron movie or anything like that. Um, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> turn into a, a Twilight movie. <laughs> oh, that was like a Mormon thing, right? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. yeah the, the Mormon stuff is in there, and which it, it, that's just harder to see. I I mean, I've always said I don't like that Bella is like. Uh, has no agency for throughout the whole movie she's just she's She's a chew toy between a vampire and a werewolf yes yeah i film until she becomes a vampire a vampire well Um, no until she gets knocked up because then when she has the baby she's got the special thing that's where women matter Mm -hmm. exactly yeah that's that's why they're important looks at the supreme court um 
Uh, their, their uterus is very important. Um, uh, this is a joke that I was going to open a show with two weeks ago. It's snipping time. Uh, um, all you Christ. men out there. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. I you know I need to. I'm going to get. Oh, uh, I was talking to my wife about it. They literally have said that like there has been a crazy jump in statistics of men getting vasectomies. You know what? Good. It, it, good. And why not? It's it's reversible. It's 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 it's, it's not invasive, really. No, and apparently it's in and out. Yeah, it's an in treatment. You don't need anesthesia. Like every yeah. local, yeah. It's just it's just yeah, it's just it's over with. It's just yeah. you go in and it's done. Yeah, it's, it's my it's uh, not a actual surgery. My one uh, friend at work, like he and I were talking about it because he's had it done, and I'm like, well, you know, what's what's the weirdest thing? And he's like, honestly, dude, the weirdest thing was outside of feeling them tug a little bit when you have like that area mm. numbed is the first time you nut after you have it done. He said, it's, it's just different. He can't explain why he says it's fine after that, but the first time it's just really bizarre. So I'm yeah. looking forward to that eventually. Yeah. I know people yeah. have had it done. So like whatever, when we're mm-hmm. for sure, know that we're not doing mm-hmm. anymore. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you really want to have another kid in this world. I don't know. That was like the whole joke. We were like, oh, she's not even one and she's already had a right taken away. Yeah, exactly. You might get it reversed when the water war starts so that you mm-hmm. can just bring new soldiers well, for the water that's what people, war. People talk about like, oh, the, why don't we just have like all all boys under a certain age? Like you just start get a vasectomy, like just have them all get it. And then mm-hmm. when they decide they're ready for children, then they can get it reversed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, mean, like, yeah. I mean, that's no weirder than like... Um, uh, circumcisions, you know, like people like oh, get no. those early, uh, and it's actually that's actually worse. That's a much no. more traumatizing surgery. And they, have abs- they have absolutely no medical benefits. Nope. Yep. None whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, but- <laughs> lazy, and you don't want to teach your children how to. Yeah. To uh, to get us back to uh, where we were before, uh, <laughs> before um, we started talking yeah. about penises. No, and, um, yeah. But recent mm. movies. Um, let's see. Uh, I watched. I've watched a bunch of them. There's nothing that really stands out. Um, mm. Lightyear was fine. Um, I I I'm still thinking a lot about Mad God. That movie is bizarre. I, um, I need to see that. I keep forgetting it's on Shutter. Yeah. It's um, it's it's a lot. Um, it's a so you know Phil Tippett, um, you know the name. Uh, probably he's he's behind the scenes guy of every movie from the last forty years, basically most of yeah, them. Yeah, special effects. Uh, yeah, he, he famously he's the guy who did all the dinosaurs, uh, for Jurassic Park. And then Steven Spielberg saw the CG versions of the dinosaurs and said, we're not using yours. Uh, we're not using your stop motion dinosaurs. Well, didn't didn't he do the special effects on Empire Strikes Back? Wasn't he that did. it? He did yeah. all the Star Wars. Um, yeah. He did all for Star Wars. I, I don't know. Yeah, I have it pulled up right huh, This is very funny because of what we're talking about. So he did Star Wars Piranha, Star Wars, Temple of Doom, Howard the Duck, Golden Child. House mm-hmm. 2, Connor's not here, RoboCop Willow, RoboCop yeah. 2, 3, Jurassic Park, Tremors 2, Dragonheart, which is a ridiculous movie. Yes, it is. Uh, uh, Starship Troopers, yep. which oh. that's actually like, I think Starship Troopers has some legit special effects. It does. Um, 
my favorite Martian, The Haunting, Evolution, also a movie I like that's super underrated. And then so, it gets uh, into the weird yeah. where it's Spiderway Chronicles and then Twilight Saga, New Moon, Twilight Saga, Eclipse, Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn, Part 1, Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn, Part 2. So he made so, that creepy baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. So the interesting part of this whole thing is, you know, yeah, he, he, he didn't end up doing the CG or doing stop motion dinosaurs for Jurassic Park 1. But immediately after, uh, he started his own CGI studio and started doing uh, CGI visual effects. And he's gotten, I think, more awards for CG effects as like an independent studio than any other smaller hmm. studio. I'm just um, looking at the images. This looks fucking wild. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does. Well, Mad Yacht is like, it's, he's been working on it for 40 years or something. Um, it's, it clearly started off as like his student project. And he's from that generation. He's from the, the Lucas Spielberg milius generation so yeah. and do you know as well as i do those they did weird shit <laughs> oh, yeah they were fucking author lots of cocaine this yeah. is like oh, yeah. weird it's like kind of there's like i'm looking at like the trailer sci-fi but like i also get like a weird like japanese kind of anime horror yep yeah kind of thing happening here like body horror stuff that oh, especially yeah. like that japan likes to do well, and it's it's all in like stop motion, which makes it even yeah. more horrific because the motion of stop motion is always kind of unsettling to me. It's all stop motion and like um, very oh. like um, it, it, it's not old school. Um, uh, uh, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I don't remember what the image manipulation technique is called. The old version, uh, not chroma key, something like that. Um, but a traditional modern green screen mm-hmm. uh, oh give me a sec yeah this looks it is a very interesting looking like this looks like a like a really bad trip of james and the giant peach yes <laughs> like if james and the giant peach watched a like was like with the soundtrack of like tool like this looks like a tool music video we, I feel like if it, if it was if it's it looks like his stuff is if Tim Burton grew up with Tool instead of like Alice Cooper and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like it's yeah. weird that like yeah, I think Tool. I don't know how many people actually listen to Tool, but like this has a very Tool vibe good. to me, right? Yeah. No, I mean, and Tool's really good, and like Maynard James Keenan's actually a really smart guy. But yeah, that the early videos they had definitely left an indelible stain on a lot of people's minds. Like that, they're just that's what they see Tool as. It's like creepy, weird videos. Sorry, sorry, fellas. Yeah. Uh, my my earbuds decided to crash on me. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, oh. yeah, it was really fun. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot this of weird fucking visual. Rad. I yeah, have man. to like actually. I'm so bad. I have so many subscriptions that like I don't actually use well, and Shutter's one of them. Well, Shutter is so cheap in the grand scheme right. of things, though. Like I don't ever feel bad because if I watch yeah. like a movie every two months, it's like all right, it paid for itself. Yeah, yeah. Not like they they change their prices that much. I mean, the last time they did it was over a year ago or something. And yeah, this is this is the other part. I'm a yearly subscriber, so I don't notice. I I, yes. I did the yearly. That's why, like, I haven't noticed. I've been switching most of my stuff to that because it's such a price difference usually. Mm-hmm. Until they catch on. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, the other one that's gonna come to Shutter that I rented, and I don't feel bad about renting it at all, 
mm-hmm. is the movie Watcher. Um, I'm which not uh, sure. Which uh, yeah, it stars Michael Monroe from uh, It Follows, um, uh, and uh, it's very like a, it's like Giallo kind of, but it's, it's interesting. Like Giallo adjacent. Um, it's very eerie and like suspense thrillery. Um, lots of just like, uh, <laughs> lots of just like relying on an actor to sell a lot of like weird moments and yeah, it depends a lot on like how interesting you find Micah Monroe um, mm-hmm. and how compelling you find her. Um, but uh, the story is very interesting. It's about a woman who moves to Romania um, because her boyfriend speaks Romanian and he's from Romania um, and she's just completely lost there. Um, and uh, she starts to suspect that a serial killer is following her around. Yeah. 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 Okay. And it, yeah it gets into some real, real creepy stuff. Um, and it's a, so yeah, I, I highly recommend that one when it gets to shutter um, or if hmm. somebody wants to just go ahead and rent it. Um, I find that I, half the time what happens is like oh i'll rent that and then the shutter logo will come up and i'm like (laughs) i i have well no i think i rented supergirl or steel i can't remember which um Mm. when we did a movie review that's the only time i've rented something digitally like i I will rented supergirl so it must have been that yeah because it wasn't streaming anywhere at the time no but yeah, and like every, that's oh god. Shaft is like two, a two-hour movie. Yeah, Shaft oh. has been on HBO or not Shaft Steel. Um, I was confusing them mm-hmm. because of the soundtrack. I think. I think um, this was pre-HBO Max. Yeah, I think it was. I and think when I, we did our watch of it or yeah, like our thing. And I think, uh, if I remember correctly, it's also my parents' login wasn't working, so I wasn't able to do it that way. So, yeah, it might have been Steel as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's the only stuff I can think of I've ever rented because I'll wait until a movie's out long enough that it's like $20 instead of 30 when it first comes out digitally. And I'll be like, yes, I can, I can spend $20 on a movie I might watch like three times. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, speaking of, um, I just picked up uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, the uh, oh. Nick Cage, Pedro Pascal movie. It's, awesome. it's so fun. Oh my god! Like I, I watched it like probably a week ago, and I've just been sitting on it, and it's I really, really enjoyed it. Now that I'm really looking back on it, like Pedro Pascal is such a fucking goofball in the movie. It's great. He's like, mm, go ahead. He's a good actor, and he's yeah, he has fucking crazy range. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. like if you think about him, like Mando, he's obviously most of the time it's not him in the outfit, mm-hmm. but still, he like it's so minimalist. And then him in Game of Thrones is like the opposite. And then he does comedy shit. And then he does narcos. Like he has fucking wild range. Yeah, he does. He does. Also, the best part of Wonder Woman 84 or whatever that movie is. Yeah, he definitely is. He, his, <laughs> like you were saying, his ability to just go all over the place and uh, just, just kill it at whatever, whatever genre, whatever category of character like you know he can be a character actor he can be a lead just seamlessly um yeah it's really kind of amazing and it uh, all hit him when he's like 45 it's great yeah 
Yeah. Well, it's Great. like that's the whole joke of like you have to be that old to be like a big actor of color. Yeah, like, that's that's not <laughs> unfortunately that's not incorrect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like mm-hmm. as much as I love like a Mahersha Ali, like he has mm-hmm. he's a better actor, but he has much more limited range. I think. Yeah. Oh, like, definitely. I, can, I don't think Mahershala can be funny. Not like he can I, be funny as a straight man. But I yeah. can't see him being goofy funny, like in a good, like in a legitimate, like comic relief way. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think we might see a little bit of that in Blade. I don't, I don't. Yeah, big... I think that might be tongue in cheek. Yeah, I don't know. Because I've seen him in comedy things. And like, oh, really? Yeah, he was in a show called Rami, which is like deeply. Oh, yeah, you've told us about this. Yeah. yeah and like, he's yeah. funny as like the most brutal straight man of all time. Like, but he's hilarious as it because it's like you're just like oh god um yeah but he's not doing the jokes i think he can oh, okay. do one-liners like yeah yeah best example i can think of is is, is him as cotton mouth um yeah uh, yeah which is you know that the way that he played that character is far funnier than he needed to be like he he's playing it straight most of the time but he is also going for the bit most of the time. Like well, he's yeah, really- but the bit is not necessarily funny. He's playing it like smooth. Mm-hmm. And like it's very like I don't know, it's he's not playing like Pedro can do like like mm-hmm. comedy comedy. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like he can really sink his teeth into it. Him and um Oscar Isaac. Like both of them mm-hmm. yes. just like Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Um But, but yeah. I, oh go ahead. I, I was gonna say I wonder if it's just he hasn't had the opportunity to do that. Like he, I think most people assume uh, that, well, yeah, we'll cast him as the straight guy. Um, but you might be right. That's the thing. You may be absolutely right. That he, he also has like, he has that. He, Denzel he has feel. Um, except he's like more intense than Denzel. Like Denzel well, can come off like soft at sometimes. I don't even I don't even mean acting style. I mean more just like he has gained great acclaim. Well, he's gained a lot of acclaim for uh for serious roles. And well, he's that's got two Oscars. Yeah, exactly. So he's he's being given those roles and I feel like that's what happened with Denzel Washington until he finally decided yeah. to be like, "No, I kind of want to dip my toe in like some more action stuff." Yeah, and like I think he can do the action stuff like Blade, but like even Denzel never really did comedy comedy. Yeah, yeah. Because like like another like um like well, James Earl Jones has done legit comedy and is funny as shit. Yes, he is. Um, when he has done like what is? Oh my god! And you're getting movie... you're you're getting Wesley Snipes and Denzel Washington mixed up. I think. Me. Yeah, you'd said you. Okay, and never mind. You said something about Blade, and then I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, never mind. Marshall is Blade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I got real confused for a second. Never mind. Uh, like, yeah, look, yeah. Um, just looking at like, you know, what Marshall has actually done. I again, I just don't think he's had a lot of opportunities to play funny. That I mean, that's the main thing I'm going to say here. Is like, oh, I mean, definitely not. I I don't remember him in Benjamin Button, but I'm. I would bet that he didn't play like a really like silly guy. <laughs> I don't think I don't in a picture. He was in Predators. I don't even remember him in that movie. He's the guy. He's like the Death Squad guy. He's like the. He, well, yeah, yeah. I. 
I guess yeah. I really don't remember like many characters in that movie. Yeah, like he he's in a lot of movies that are not. You know really it's actually funny. I think he's a lot more like Lawrence Fishburne than Denzel. Okay. Okay. I, just, I mean, I think Lawrence Fishburne is like he gets that like you want someone to come in and like be like, especially like in a movie that like carries authority. But has is Lawrence ever Lawrence Fishburne ever been in like a comedy where he's the comedy? I'm sure he has in later career. I'd just like to point out real point, quick. Yeah. I'd just like yeah. to point out real quick. Real good job, Phantom Zone. We're uh, we're here reading black people. <laughs> yeah, we are, Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. Yeah, clearly. No, so again, I'm gonna I'm gonna re say what I just said. He hasn't had many chances. I'm looking at it again, his his the closest he's gotten to being like funny has been in Marvel projects in Luke Cage as Cottonmouth and as Aaron Davis the Prowler. Like those are the two chances I can think of where he's really had the opportunity to be funny. Um, but neither of them had like funny, like funny. Like I understand what Lou is trying to say. Like mm-hmm. they they might have had like inadvertent humor or like right. like. I don't know, I, dour humor, but yeah. they haven't had like, yeah, like, you know, ha ha, yeah. funny, funny stuff. Yeah. Is, I'm only talking about as compared to like, like Pedro can do like yeah. a character that's jokey. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think Herschel can do a jokey, goofy character. Like he's no. too stoic. To my least he's never, yeah, and he's never gotten the chance to. He hasn't, yeah, like if you haven't been offered that, nobody knows that you have that range, you know, like for until uh, you know like the mid 80s arnold wasn't doing comedy in his movies he was playing it straight until yeah, like sure yeah um also then, like compared to like even currently like e- like idris alba i know we're like this current we're not ranking black people but like he doesn't have the <laughs> like he doesn't have the stoicism but he can play very serious but i he has he some more comedy chops and we saw that yeah. in like suicide squad and other shit and, I do just want to, you know, that that circle back around on the whole ranking black people thing. Like, <laughs> let's just be very clear: there are not very many black actors. <laughs> um, there are very few of them. Um, and also, I would do this if we're talking about white actors as well. Um, I, I I do this in general. I compare. So, Wyatt Russell so you're saying all actors matter, ranked. Arlen? Is no, that what you're saying? All actors he missed matter. that. He says he in general he ranks black people. <laughs> no, I think all people because all people are all, all uh, lives matter to Arlen. Yeah. Uh, no, but like it's just this is how you talk about these things. You bring mm-hmm. it up into teams. It's just Dude, I it, think I think you're I think you're worrying a little bit too much about yeah, it. I don't think anybody just, thinks it's, yeah. It's, yeah, and it's more it's more about Hollywood that's like it's like the joke that there's only like two black actors that are allowed to be famous like at one mm-hmm. time has been like this whole thing and only one of them one of them is allowed to win a best leading actress or actor oscar because yeah. like yeah. and there's now we have like 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 a more than a handful of like pretty big name black actors right you mm-hmm. know like i've seen that trailer uh, what is it like warrior king yeah fucking amazing. warrior queen i think yeah mm-hmm. it, like i what is the story with that like i've just started seeing ads for it i've been seeing ads and i'm like so this is not black panther black panther <laughs> i because like part of me thinks i had read something about who this might be based off of either in a comic 
or like in like well, it, something it that was a comic it, adaptation. I just assume that these that it's a historical figure. I is it a historical figure or is it like? Well, and that's that's what I mean. I think I had read like an adaptation of this person's story in a comic. I just right. I don't yeah. I can't remember where. I just assume it's one of the many historical figures of color that I've just never heard of because the way that history is taught and yeah, it's just, yeah. It's very... I found out what the name, so it's the kingdom of Dahomey. So mm -hmm. I'm Googling that now. Insert racist Fox news joke here. Um, God. Yes. I didn't say one. I said, insert one. Um, yes, I know exactly what Tucker Carlson would go for. Uh huh. I'm mm -hmm. just pronouncing it. Yeah. I'm just. I'm not doing any. You motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, uh, I do want to. I'm guessing this is the. Point, I don't think they're allowed. I don't. Think... I think this is a historic drama where we. That's like what the Dormelage is based on. Okay. I'm 100% This is like that. the Dahomey state became widely known for its core of female soldiers. Their origins are debated. They're called like the Dahomey Amazons. Yeah, I dig that. I dig that a lot. I mean, well, I mean, Googler talked about this, you know, in the behind the scenes and stuff for Black Panther. Like he was taking everything that you saw. Oh, in this is like real life inspirations. It was all of it. Yeah. It's like you can trace it's that. Like tribe here you can trace it to this here yeah like, i'm looking it's like very dirty dozen like suicide squad like they were okay. criminals pressing the service rather than be executed and then mm -hmm. the king who in this movie orders every family to send a daughter uh with the fittest chosen as soldiers and your right. european accounts uh that there were movements of like yeah so basically they were used to try to push the Europeans out, which I believe is what the movie is about. Okay, I'm into that. All about that. Yeah, so it seems like they're like the real life Dora Milaje, which yes, give me. Yeah, well, and like Arlen was saying that Kugler had said, like, yeah, just he was able to take from a lot of different things and kind of turn mm -hmm. it into whatever. And I mean, that's that's the same thing that was probably happening in the comics too, when you had like mm -hmm. Christopher priest on the run mm -hmm. and when you had what I, is it Ty, uh, niece Coates? Is that how you pronounce uh, his name? I know his last oh. name is Coates. I've heard it to Okay. I I've never, I've never been sure because I don't think I've actually ever heard it properly pronounced, but um, I, yeah, when he yeah. was writing, when he was writing black Panther, it was also really, really good. And, you could feel that it was for lack of better term like it it felt like it was someone of color who was writing it it wasn't a white guy who was writing it it's not the um maybe it was christopher priest it might have been the guy who did um justice league international no not just league international darwin cook is that a person in comics yes, darwin cook is a yeah. As a writer artist, yes, who who I think had to write like a letter to DC or Marvel, one of the two that he was working for at the time, um, pointing out that all the black characters that they had at the time were uh, uh young black men riding skateboards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, didn't uh, didn't Darwin Cook die like a few years ago? Like, yeah, I think it was, I think it was like 15 years ago or so. 
Cook, uh, 2016. Okay, 2016. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So a little bit shorter time than I said, but yeah, no, like he's he's an amazing artist. There's actually a uh, there's a Catwoman omnibus that just came out that's yes. Ed Brubaker written and Darwin Cook did the art for most of it. And if you've seen the animated Justice League New Frontier, that's him. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I have the trades for that because they never put out an omnibus of it. Yeah. No, that's a that's a phenomenal fucking story like i kind of like the comic more just because it it tells a larger story than what the movie does and the movie does a really good job of adapting it but it's just it's it's missing some stuff that's like deep dc lore like having challengers of the unknown in the very beginning of the comic just mm-hmm. yeah there's some really cool stuff in there nice yeah um have you guys been uh, watching the boys at all no, I have not seen no, an episode of it. That's on my back. Look, I'm, oh I'm getting. You know, I mean, we, we talked about this a lot off air. Like the Stormfront stuff, just I just couldn't. I just I just couldn't do it. It was just too much for me. Uh, her just like killing uh, random people in an apartment just uh, just for being there. Uh, yeah, I remember at the time, which was like right before the last election. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong uh yeah just couldn't couldn't do it but i'm gonna watch i'm gonna watch this new season i've just only heard so many good things from people i trust Mm -hmm. yeah no this like i will admit like parts of that second season felt like them definitely pushing the envelope or the boundaries a little bit and a lot of time it was the boundaries of good taste but this Mm -hmm. season has been really fucking good like it's the boys is mm -hmm. malar right uh, Mark Millar. Yeah, it's a Garth Ennis. Yeah. yeah, I actually I have the second album. Is it, it's it Ennis up. or it's not Millar? No, it's Garth Ennis. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, kind of same, yeah, same realm. <laughs> that's, um, yeah. I kind of hate this. I kind of hate this fucking like turnaround people have had on Garth Ennis to an extent. Like, dude is a ridiculously talented well, writer. Didn't he have? Did he have some stuff? No, that was that was Warren Ellis. Uh, I, that's what I'm mixing up. Yeah. Eric, to to sort of in the same direction, I'll I'll say this: Millar deserves it a little bit more. Yes, he does. Um, he does. He does. Yes, yes. He partially because, like, when not not when you're the first, but like <laughs> when you do something and then people copy you, the copies mm-hmm. are gonna be the ones that get the backlash um, more than well, likely. That's the thing, though. Like Ellis Morrison. Ennis and uh, and mm-hmm. Millar all kind of came up around the same time, so right. like they had like Kickass was was something that like Millar was doing I think when Preacher was still coming out, if I remember correctly, maybe yeah, maybe it was a little he, bit later. Kickass is pre Ultimates. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think yeah, Ultimates is. is where Millar gets his shit from. Yes, and that some of the stuff he's done. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I I just mix them up because it's that same time period, and there's mm-hmm. not that they're similar because there's stuff like I love Preacher. I you turn mm-hmm. me on to Hitman, yes. I will shout to the to the hills. Hitman's awesome. Yes. Um, he's done some awesome awesome stuff. I just mix them up. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he did Punisher War Zone, which I, I'm like, yeah. just looking at his stuff. Like he did yeah. a bunch of stuff I really like. I just never read The Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched the show. And like the same, like I never read Invincible, but I like the cartoon. So oh, the Invincible's amazing. Right. I like rereading the boys because I'm buying the the 
they have oversized omnibuses that have been coming yeah. out. And like there is definitely a lot of stuff that is like I feel like Ennis just trying to be shocking and Oh, like the herogasm. Yeah, just well, there's a lot of stuff in there that's just like that. And yeah, it's not great, but like there is a really good story in there. You just kind of have to sift through trash to get to it. Yeah, what's well, that's it's also the time. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing, though. This was coming out in 2008, like something like that. Maybe, oh. maybe earlier, maybe later. I don't know. But regardless, it was it was like mid 2000s is when The Boys was coming out because I was still buying single issues when it was coming out. Yeah, I'm looking at 06. Okay, that makes sense. I'm looking. Oh, I didn't really. He wrote Midnighter. I love Midnighter. So yeah. He's an awesome character. Um, yes. Yeah, it's also like I do think it's a thing of age because from like again I got ran a little club like um, like kids are really into that shit like high school kids and I guess like it's just every high school kid is into that shit. And what the boys just, that type of stuff? No, no, no. I mean like oh. that edge lord type stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then everyone just grows out of it, and you're like, oh, it's like literally kids like, oh, I loved what was that shitty DC thing. Um, <laughs> With the right, zombies, deceased. oh, um, deceased! Like they, they like they like deceased. Gross. Um, I can't. I'm like, oh, so like this is why this guy got a video game and then a comic series and then like oh, injustice, <laughs> like, injustice. I'm like, oh, it's because these shitheads like like little kids like these <laughs> teenagers are reading this shit, and they're like really into. Everyone loves Deadpool. They're really into Moon Knight. Um, I mean that is how it works. So that's always. Yeah. Yeah, that that has always been. But, and then they, all, they talk shit about like other characters, like oh, but like Batman doesn't kill people unless it's like, Jesus Christ! Like I grew up, like I was a kid in the nineties. I don't need to do this again, mm -hmm. guys. So on the flip side, I think the reason why people go really hard anti Ennis, anti Millar, and so on and so forth, um, is just because the current generation, especially like the the Zoomers. They're not having any of that shit. <laughs> They're not. Ha they just have no. And I, I, I know for a fact that I already do not have like. I don't have the stomach for things that are in super bad taste. Um. Uh, so, compared. I think to it, dep it depends on the stuff because sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, like to me, and I, like uh, I'm with you. I don't have the stomach for like anytime there's rape stuff. I'm like I'm fucking out. Like I can't. Like I, and it fucking happens in anime, like all the time, all the shit I yeah. watch. I'm like, why is this here? Um, because and some of those, yeah, like everyone loves it. Berserk, and I respect Berserk, but there's like I remember watching that anime and being like, why does this have to be here? Like you can make your character evil without this. Because right. it's a really easy trope to just use to show like oh this woman's mm. strong and blah blah and this person is the ultimate evil it's it's tired and old and it's it's as bad as fridging is in comics was or was for a while mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah like yeah. oh let's kill the hero's girlfriend okay that'll that'll make them empowered and have something to fight for like all right yeah that's really old and boring and plays on a lot of really bad tropes yeah yep absolutely um yeah. mm. Mm. Um, oh no! I wanted. I actually did want to ask. Did you guys see the uh, trailer for that movie Amsterdam, the new David O. Russell film? 
I I keep on seeing bits and pieces of it. Um, I haven't just like sat down and watched it. It looks uh, it looks interesting. That cast is it it like we watched we watched the trailer. My wife and I watched it earlier tonight, and the vibe I was getting off of this first time seeing the trailer was if if uh, God the Coens came back and used one of the settings like the latest uh, season of Fargo, the Chris Rock one if they came back and did Fargo in their version of Fargo in that universe or this that, is the that most setting in cast I've ever seen. Yeah. It looks crazy good. Like I'm getting this is wild. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I'm getting a crazy like Coen brothers <clears throat> feel off of it. So, I mean, I imagine that means David O. Russell yelled at like 30 people to power the filming of this movie. Right. Like, he is Christian Bale. Like he can just tell him to do it. Because like, like, I'm just like That's astounded true. by looking at this cast. Like it mm-hmm. is mind boggling. Because like, is it Margot Robbie, Anna Taylor Joy, Christian Bale, De Niro, Timothy Oliphant, Zoe Saldana, Remy Malik, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Mike Myers, Michael Shannon, Taylor Swift, Chris Brock, John David Washington. Uh, I think that's like the those are all yeah, the top names I to be. Yeah, and it's John, it's Washington, Bale, and uh, Robbie that are the leads in it. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Looking at this trailer, I, I see what you mean about the Coen Brothers. I'm also getting um a little bit of mm. Soderbergh. Um, specifically I can kind of see that. Yeah. Comedy. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can. I can definitely see that interesting yeah yeah that looks that looks great that's and uh i also noticed that uh, i don't know if either of you'd watch lamb the uh what is it uh Ruby, what is the actress's name the lead actress uh she was she was in uh prometheus oh she was, she was in yeah okay that's it yeah mm-hmm. that but yeah that the a24 film lamb is on mm-hmm. showtime and yeah I, my wife and i are aching to watch that because we wanted to see that when it first came out and never got around to it that movie is fascinating and that's all i'll say i don't want to okay. i don't, I don't I, yeah um <laughs> just watch it and definitely do not look at the wikipedia because mm, mm, okay they really pulled an a24 uh, okay. <laughs> I'm okay um, with that. Uh, yes, um, I, I think you will be, because um, there's definitely things in there that you are not expecting, and that's that's it. That's all I'll say. Um, things okay. I was definitely not expecting either. <laughs> but uh, okay. that yeah, that movie. Oof. Um, on the A24 note, uh, mm. they. After the Northmen, I'm. Uh, or no, they didn't actually do Northmen, did they? No, they didn't. No, no. Uh, the Last one? thing they put out was uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and then they've got the Marcel the Shell movie coming out. Yeah, I I can't I can't wait for the Marcel the Shell movie. I can't believe I'm super excited for that. But yeah, every twenty four thing, I'm like, okay, I'm in. Especially it, yeah. after everything. Um, like my wife likes movies not like she's not on the obsessive mm-hmm. level that i can be with them but i mean yeah she got an a24 sticker for her car like she yeah. she is absolutely in love with a24 movies yeah yeah yeah, and, yeah why not i mean I, I understand for some people it's like 
it's annoying and it's uh, you know and some people just don't like the um the, the hype surrounding it. it yeah and like the yeah. uh, i can get the sense that maybe some people feel it's like artificial um but i don't know like they just they just put they out it or yeah they put up movies that are distinctly them and mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I i've never i haven't felt once that they've um that they've stepped out of that like they just they make unique movies and i'm what makes me more happy than anything is other studios other small indie studios like copying them but not just doing an a24 you know like neon has put out a lot of really mm-hmm. incredible stuff in the last five years um but they're doing distinctly their own thing um yeah. not just like copying um a24 yeah. i really appreciate that um i feel like neon has a grimier feel yeah. to a lot of their films yeah 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 it, yeah it, it's it it feels i mean uh two of you will probably find or like this but it's like in the old you know 90s vertigo image days like the mm-hmm. height of that where it's like uh, you know i imagine that there was like a one-upsman aspect to to that where it's just like how weird and gross can we get to circling <laughs> back what we were just talking about like mm-hmm. and how how outside of the realms of what comics have been can we push this this um medium Uh, well that was that was grant morrison and uh and shit uh, neil gaiman who were doing that aspect yeah yeah which yeah uh, speaking of uh gaiman real quick sorry to go off the a24 thing um it's when is the sandman show coming Um, out on on netflix i see so many ads for it like Um, very soon like like, really august 5th Oh, like wow. I'll ad- yeah. I'll admit there's like, a, there's I- a trailer now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the trailer came out like months ago. I have been like not wanting to watch it, but like there's some good pictures. I see. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll admit, like <sighs> I never read. Looks great. I never read the whole series. Like mm-hmm. I read the first trade probably like five different times, and then I never got around to reading the rest of it. So I'm going in with like no preconceived expectations of it i just want to see what it is and if i enjoy it i'll definitely jump into the comics to see it like oh that's completely different i mean it I... just it, the, the comic just like it meanders into stuff that's interesting but like isn't right. plot relevant for mm-hmm. long fucking periods yeah, yeah when i when i tried to read it i remember being very lost like wait this is about a a dream god that's what this is about like when i started from the very first issue, was like wait that's this isn't what i heard this book was about and i just have never gone back and tried again because it was just like oh this is not this is different this is weird i'm not prepared for this i'm i I have just read batman year one i am not ready (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i i think some of it is also the time period that it was coming out because there's definitely a distinct like art style that mm-hmm. was happening around that time with like sandman and it it kind of reminds me of the art from swamp thing when uh alan moore was writing it oh, yes it's definitely and alan moore is kind of like the like daddy kind of of like game yeah and... all of it and just yeah. vertigo in general but like i was gonna say even uh early hellblazer like the first like i don't know 
probably like 20 or so issues, if not more, like kind of had a same feel with the art. Like when Jamie Delano was writing it, it just, there was something very distinct about like the left of center comics that were coming out from Vertigo at that point, if it was even Vertigo initially, like some of the stuff wasn't even on Vertigo because Swamp Thing is what made that happen. Mm -hmm. So I think the first it's, it's Swamp Thing, Hellblazer, and then Sandman. And I don't remember, it's gotta be like another one. Another big one. Yeah. Well, Lucifer... Uh, Lucifer was Lucifer's a spinoff. Because wasn't um, I mean, by this time before they even got to America, Miracle mm. Man, right? Yeah, that was uh, that was Alan Moore doing that for a while, and then that turned into a horrible mess for the longest time. Mm. Which there's actually an omnibus of that coming out at some point too. Which I yeah, Marvel get. actually going to re like reissue. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, let's see. Initial year. Uh, Shade the Changing Man, Sandman, yeah. Hellblazer, Animal Man, and Swamp Thing, and Doom Patrol. I or forgot about Animal Man. Yeah, yeah, and, and Doom Patrol, Patrol. Both, yeah. both Grant Morrison. Yeah, so it's like the two Morrison, Gaiman, uh, El, uh, Ennis, and then. Uh, well, Ennis, Ennis was doing. Ennis, Ennis is doing Hellblazer, right? He, but he did it much later. Like it started uh-huh. with a. Uh, it had a couple no it was jamie delano and then ennis but yeah like ennis yes, didn't right. come in until like issue 37 or 38 something uh, like that 41 okay there we go so yeah uh, i mean and delano did shade. three years hmm. yeah i and see grant, who was working on shade and i don't uh... i think grant morrison did for a little bit but i'm not sure who started it well, I think it's an old. It was an old DC character. It was, and it got brought over to Vertigo. I'm on the I'm on the wiki for Ennis, and I just want to uh, Karen uh, Berger. I think she was no, she was, uh, she was editor. an editor. Yeah. yeah. What, Arlen? What were you gonna say? This is a sentence. I I guarantee this. You could copy and paste this sentence into every writer from the UK. Uh, shortly after Ennis began to write for the UK comic series 2000 AD, <laughs> and later. Yes. Stories for the yes. collection character. I guarantee every single one of them has that sentence in there, and basically those words just you know change the name. Um, because yeah, I, I mean all of them have worked on 2080 at some point. It seems like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. or like Warrior, which well, no, that was part of 2080. Um, and it was Peter Milligan is who you're looking for, Lou. Yes. But yeah, um, yeah, 2000 AD, like, I could never get into it. I tried reading various it's, stuff. Yeah. It's, like it's, very it's got a art, I, I think, um, probably, but I don't know if I could do it with the stories. Um, it's mm. it's mm. just hard to connect with. I think it's very, I think in, in a, it has very British sensibilities in, yep. like, what was happening there that, like, we just can't connect to. No. And British sensibilities, they're already hard in film and in hmm. live comedy. In writing, <laughs> it's just a whole nother level of like, like I don't know what the joke is here. <laughs> I don't like I get yeah. Judge Dredd, but like he should be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was he's basically thing. he's basically like RoboCop, except it's not a satire on the fascistic nature of the police state mm. no 
No, it's right. that was that was something I never really got with Judge Dredd. Like I was reading it when I was much younger, but it was just at the time it was just like, wait, this this is I don't understand who's supposed to be the bad. Like there's obvious bad guys like Judge Death or whatever, and some of the guys, but yeah, like why is Judge Dredd doing this to people who don't deserve it? I, like, I assumed that he is the British talking about us. Am I off base? Oh? I mean, that could be. Like, it could be. But yeah, that's again, then like that is hard to like think about mm-hmm. when you're reading the book. Well, I mean, and it's interesting how, you know, that's harder, but like the Japanese like making us into a giant uh, uh, mutated lizard is like easy. It's like, yeah, I get it. I, I understand that one. <laughs> that one's pretty. Or a, or a giant Gundam with football gear on. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Giant, one of the most popular uh, characters right now from uh, anime. Yeah. Really? What? A... Oh, from My Hero Academia. That's literally, it is a Japanese creator's love letter to American comics. And the main oh, star, the main superhero, All Might, is literally like a goof on like all American. Like his moves are like, uh, they're like the name of a state punch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that makes sense, though. That makes entirely too much sense. Like if you if you read it or watch it, you're like, oh, this is a Japanese man who loves American comics. Like it is because it's the fucking X Men. Okay. But like the main character is Captain America, Superman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I've been. Yeah. Go ahead, Arlen. I was going to say a lot of people like to do their version of the X Men, which is a segue into the stronger things if we want to go there. Um, mm. uh, I'll just say, yeah. All Might's ultimate move is the United States of Smash. Jesus <laughs> I put in a game. Jesus Christ. I love yeah, it so um, much. <laughs> no, I wouldn't mind talking about Stranger Things for a little bit. I mean, yeah. we've all watched all of it. And... We all think it's completely <laughs> dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. Zero out terrible. of ten. <laughs> it was it was no good. Zero out of ten if you disagree with us at Tallboy. Yeah. Uh, at a young underscore comedy. Mm-hmm. I like I don't know. My one my one complaint with it is I feel like it lost some momentum between the break and like yeah. episode eight, while it was good and it was, you know, the 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 penultimate episode, so it's the build-up and the the mm-hmm. kind of calm or building of the storm, either way, whatever metaphor you want to use. I feel like it would have been better served to have that with the first half, and mm-hmm. then make people wait because then you you could just yeah. focus on the two-hour, two and a half-hour film you made. Like I was gonna say, like, yeah, like it's it's very odd to put on an hour and a half and then a two and a half hour episode, like. Yeah. Why not have eight come out and then do right. like a couple more weeks and have the last one yeah. or cut them up? Like there's definitely like break points in them. Yeah, mm-hmm. they could have done it in like four, like like four different drops, basically, um, and build more momentum. There. Or the thing that I really think that they should do with season five is they should just do the weekly release. Just Yes. Yeah, I, I think the weekly release is in this kind of a show. Mm-hmm. works better because again when the first half came out uh or the first chunk like school was still like i was in school and i was literally threatening kids i'm like i've watched the whole thing if you if you 
are annoying to me, I will spoil Stranger Things for you. And like it was, <laughs> it was hype level for like high school kids, and that shit was max level. And it's like a month later, they're all like, I wonder what the numbers it. are. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and also like other things happen in the meantime. Like Obi Wan took a lot of the steam. Uh, Miss Marvel started like a lot of that energy is now devoted to other things, and people are like, "Oh, oh!" And Stranger Things is suddenly back now. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. I'll fit it in to all the other things that I got going on. Um, it just, yeah, it, it's like cutting yourself off at the legs. And I do want to defend the method that Netflix started with, which is the traditional binge watching thing. And I think I like that for something new. I like that for something that is brand new that you haven't seen before because it's just like, okay, well, if I really like this, I can watch all of it at once. Um, mm -hmm. But I do think that once you know something is established, you know people are going to at least watch it um, or at least start the, you know, the next part of the new season. I think at that point you owe it to yourself to let the anticipation build. Yeah. Um, I think it depends on the project because like, I think for this, I would do that, but like for something, other things on Netflix, like Umbrella Academy or Peaky Blinders, no, I don't See, think it's necessary because I don't think they have the water cooler aspect, right? Yeah, get with Stranger well, Things. And so, the thing with Umbrella Academy that's really hard is the way that Umbrella Academy flows. Um, I had a very hard time with this new season actually stopping myself from just watching it all in one day um, and like taking my time with it. And which is something I like to do more now um, than when the first season came out where I think I blew through that in, in, in a weekend. Um, so like, I, I absolutely agree. Like some, some things they just don't have that and the way that they're structured. And that's a show that doesn't suffer from the, it's an eight hour movie. So there's a lot of filler problem mm -hmm. that shows plot is tight um and to the point um uh, yeah um but yeah i i do agree that like it depends on the project i i have like baked in problems with stranger things after the finale you know like this is just a problem i've always had is i don't think that they go weird enough with the concepts that they have um that's always and they like try too much to be grounded but like fate grounded um uh, well i think i think some of that is them trying to mimic the 80s thing because yeah. i can't i can't think of any like films that were similar because i mean it's stranger things is a pastiche of a lot of different sure. stuff um but it feels true to what they're trying to emulate is the best way I can put it. Yeah. I, I have to like, there's a lot of tropes that they check off. Like the army guy, like being such an, like a yeah, dumb monster. Like, yeah. Mon like a dumb monster though is like, yeah. well, that's an 80, that's a movie eighties. Like, like yeah. he's presented with the correct thing, not from a, like empathetic point but like of a intellectual like mm -hmm. strategic point and still doesn't do it yep. um yeah like that kind of stuff like um i did like they were like I'm trying to think of 
somebody I was listening to some podcast like oh like they've done all the the movies like kind of eighties movies but like um but like I didn't see this I think they said like Jason they didn't see and I was like oh there was one of those shots I didn't think of Jason but I thought of actually like T two mm-hmm. or like Terminator I got vibes mm-hmm. from this season goes more for like the late slasher movies the late eighties mm-hmm. movies tone but I mean. <laughs> again to my kind of to what i'm getting at is like this is a show that yeah you're right eric like it's going a lot for like 80s and like late 70s movies their inspirations are also very clearly from comics which is where my is like the specifically x-men influence Mm -hmm. is all over the place and like i love i love the marvel movies I like some DC movies that I've seen. The biggest problem I have with a lot of them is they don't go comic book crazy enough. And Stranger Things is just adjacent uh, to the right degree that I would be okay for them to go a little bit goofier and a little bit crazier. And this is not like a, oh, I hate the show now because they're not goofy enough. It's just like it it comes out in these moments, these these places where I'd be like, okay, yeah, and this is going to be really cool, and they're going to do something like, they're going to have like a moment that feels the way that, you know, high points of comics sometimes feel. Um, And I see the opportunity, and then they just miss it. Um, But I also have to balance that with a lot of their choices are based in character. So I can Mm -hmm. forgive, like I can forgive Eleven not saying the thing that is super cool, because we know that her her speech abilities are uh, diminished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she does not have the biggest vocabulary or, uh, you know, she's not a lengthy speaker. She's still, she's still building up that skill. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with her opening line being high. Um, <laughs> her like badass, like I'm gonna like I'm about to whoop your ass moment. That's that's the most that she can do, and I understand that because it's it's based in the character. Um, but there are the moments where it's like, okay, she's gonna have a psychic fight with Vecna, and it's gonna be them throwing each other at each other and throwing stuff at each other and like pushing each other, uh, pushing each other off the ground. <laughs> Um, to me, that read more or less comic book and more like anime. No, this is my point: is it's not comic book enough. I want it to go. You're in well, there, but that's also. that's the You're thing. Like mind, you can what, go crazy with it. You were spoiling your, the Legion that you finally exactly. finished last week. What <laughs> what what you what you want and like and I was gonna say yeah, I loved Legion and they showed what you can do with like psychic battles, but what we like as a group is definitely not what the major viewing audience of the world would enjoy. Like right. I I'm fine with it being the way it is because I mean this is this is what psychic battles were like in any film in the eighties that somebody had some sort of like yeah. telekinetic powers or whatever. So like, that's they literally had a character give like a rousing coach speech. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> in a weird position. The craziest psychic fight in the eighties is maybe like scanners. So like I get it like that's and even that even, even that you're still like you're still hitting on a niche film. Yeah, like what's I, weird is what's the one that pops in my head. Is it 
Children of the Corn with Christopher Reeves. I don't remember which one that is. Uh, no, that's Children of the Damned. That was the Children Carpenter of the version. Yeah, Carpenter yeah, version and, of it. And it's like the psychic battle is him thinking of a brick wall. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the way the it was. Battle. That was, no, that was the original movie. That was yeah. in the original yeah. movie. Like, that was how it ended. It's stuff like Carrie or it's um, mm-hmm. Friday the 13th Part 8 where it's like, I'm going to throw a fork, not a fork. Um, knife. What's that called? A, a knife. A, yeah, a knife. But I, I think she throws like a pitchfork at him or something. Um, oh, maybe. Yeah, it's I don't know. Telekinesis, like simple telekinesis stuff. Uh, yeah. And again, like uh, Eric, I totally agree. Most people, that's about as much as they're willing to handle. But you did get yeah. comic booky stuff with, um, like when she's in the all black area, like when she's. Uh, well, that I was gonna actually say the opposite in Russia. Like that's oh, yeah. straight comic that book cartoon is. shit. That, that yes. stuff is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he picks it like. I don't know how much we're spoiling. No, yeah, it's fine. nobody else is here that yeah. hasn't. Seen it, so yeah. yeah. So like when he picks up a when he picks up the fucking sword, I'm like, I'm oh, Conan. this is some straight. I was like, it, oh, he's redeeming himself from Hellboy. There's some real flash <laughs> pagey stuff that they do in Russia. Yeah. If you care about Russia, which I didn't care about the entire season, but they they they're trying. They're they're trying. Oh, like the stuff with Yuri and all that stuff was like very fun and like yeah. Looking at his back, I was like, oh, these are very comic book panels. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, they they just turned. Oh my god, my brain's so dead. What what is his name? That um, oh. Hopper. Like I'm like Hopper's basically Cable at this point. Like yes. in my head. Yeah. yeah. Well, a little bit, a little bit of Dark Knight in there too, with him like yeah. taking off the sh- the sweater and you see all the yeah. scars on his back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it's outside of, you know, these critiques we have, which doesn't mean we didn't like it. Yep. I got to say, this was the best season that they've had yet. It was oh. the strongest and most like unified direction they wanted to go. And episode four. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And episode four of the season was possibly the best TV I've seen this year. Like I was so tense That's during right. that entire episode. That's the the Max episode, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I, I get some of the criticisms with like the reuse of that song in these yeah. episodes, but it still works well. I think they crushed the music in this season. Like it's yes. used so good. Yes. So, right. Like yeah. the the Journey song is hilarious because that is such a perfect eighties <laughs> movie song. I so love it so much. It works so much thematically. It, it came uh, on and I was like, oh, this is so douchey, but perfect. Like, it's perfectly 80s, like, bullshit, like, montage music. Um, I mean, yeah. They, they created, like, the perfect stereotype character that they gave the stereotype arc to, but they still did it so well with Eddie. Oh, like, Eddie's so good. He hit, then, he hit every note of what you expect from a character like that from an 80s film. Like if he's, he's your redemptive yeah. trash character. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's very simple stuff, but like it's very effectively done. It's very well performed. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean, not to say that I'm happy that he's dead, but like I'm glad that we don't have to see them fulfill the Damien Eccles promise there and <laughs> have to go on trial and be yeah. like horribly abused by the justice system. I'm good not. Well, which we can get to what we think is going to happen, but like, there's a bunch of other stuff that they did that was so small that I like the mm. shit. I'm dropping stuff. Uh, the stuff with Robin's relationship is so tiny, but is so good. Yes. Uh, which that girl is from another Netflix show. She oh. plays Anne from Anne of Gre- Anne of Green Gables or whatever. 
I only okay. know because my wife watched that show. I, um, I think I had to watch that when I was in middle school. It's new. It's like a new version of it. Okay. Netflix did like a year or two ago. Sure. Yeah, we all know that character. We all know the secret garden. And stuff I, like that. Like, I know. Yeah, character. I know. The, I know the title, but yeah. Yeah. Like weird Victorian fiction that like mm-hmm. used to be taught in second grade to fifth yep. grade or whatever. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, kid is the blonde bad kid um, who I'm bringing up in relation. Oh, the to basketball him. player. Um, was he in Fear Street? I I, I know I could look this up. The, worst, like, the, the character you're rooting for him to die as hard as he can. Oh God, yeah. he and was. His death is so good, by the way. Yes. I love so and it's it's relatively quick if you're not really paying attention. Like, I mean, oh, I yeah. was, but it's it was brutal. just like, oh shit. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and and he's, they did a good job of giving him, like, very of 2022 undertones of, like, Trumpism. Problematic in every fucking way that kid yeah. would be problematic. Yeah. Of in MAGAism. 20, in 2022, yeah. he's cop he's a cop who's like covering up other cops like shooting somebody who's unarmed yeah. like he's the, yeah. he's the guy on the news he's a don't trap on the flag with a blue lives yes. matter sticker yes. uh, yeah he's, it's like stop making fun of us stop, stop yes. making fun of cops we're not that bad he's that guy yeah. absolutely um you know because yeah, when but, lucas is explaining this stuff he's like why wouldn't you come to me it's like i wonder why guy yeah, like, exactly. If that's who you're hanging out with. His yeah. buddy's like tackling Lucas's sister, who's what, like 10? Something like, like that. Yeah. It's like, and it goes like, and you need the news report at the end, it's like, oh man, like they are doing a good job of being like, the the government cover up has made it so like there's no good explanation. So it's like you leave a bunch of stupid hicks to fill in the blanks, and this is what they come up with is D&D Club is a secret cult that well, caused the- an earthquake. That was the satanic panic thing that they were working to this season, which that's the other thing. Like when my wife and I were watching the season is it was interesting to see like the Duffers being like, all right, we need to age up a little bit because this was much more brutal than any of the other seasons combined. Yeah. I think they took advantage of the, of the time off of the, of the virus. Mm -hmm. Like they, they knew that, they knew that their audience was going to age. I think I brought this up when we last talked about Stranger Things. It's the Harry Potter effect. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been really weird if they had pretended that they were still in year two, let's say, just to already Yeah. Because the last well, time like, Harry Potter was very, very kid-oriented. You can um, only do so much when they're like, the characters are six feet tall and like, <laughs> yeah, like we're all pretending they're in high school, like squinting real hard. Well, the only, I was, that, only the two right. of them look like high schoolers at well, barely at this point. And I understand squinting at what they've announced about the fifth season doing another time jump. And like, oh, but for a story reason, that doesn't make sense. Look at the actors. Look at fucking Finn Wolfhart, who's like an adult. Like he yeah. truly looks like an adult now. Um, yeah, he's like six foot four, and he's he's as tall as. Um, as a hopper, hopper and hopper yeah. is a fucking giant yes yeah exactly yeah. So, like, you gotta adjust you gotta change things up like again a fucking virus happened and it yeah, shut exactly. down everything. <laughs> no know? but i like i'd i'm just i was shocked the first time we see vecna kill somebody like that was that was 
<clears throat> done so well because you don't expect it to be as horrific as it was. Oh, it's like brutal. Yeah, like bone breaks. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. And then the eyes go in and the jaw it's, breaks. It's, like, it's fast but slow at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because it's have... individual. It's each like it's each arm that like they cut to an arm breaking, but cut away to something else. Cut to like a leg breaking. Cut away. Cut to the mm-hmm. other arm. Like it's mm-hmm. they extend this quick death in an agonizing way that we see multiple times. Well, yeah. and that's that was where I was really shocked in the last episode when it yeah. started to happen to Max. I'm like, oh my god. Like they're actually doing this. I was like, I if was, she lives, I was like, she's can't walk ever again. Yeah, yeah, she's irreparably like mentally damaged forever. Which but is, yeah, I was. You know, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, you know, on the, you know, this is something that this is something that I think to, to our further to the further point of like how they've upped their game and like how they've really given things weight. Um, in a way that I don't think the show had in previous seasons. Um, that's the kind of thing that, uh, I, Eric, I, some of my favorite fiction, and I know some of your favorite fiction, like, they give these characters these these issues, these, you know, traumatic um, conditions. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, a, it, it's the kind of thing that, for me, separates uh, stories that are sort of be a bit more not grounded but like they're trying to really relate to how people actually are and how we actually deal with things that bad things that happen in our lives and stories that are just like throw away mm-hmm. okay. um, and it, it it just crosses into a different level you know like i i have a different level of impact in my life from reading um tower of uh or not drawing of the three mm-hmm. um uh, then I do, uh, again, uh, I don't mean to throw this out again, but one of the Harry Potters, um, it's a bad example. I can't think of a better one at the moment. Though. Well, no, it's, I mean, that is the easiest one to go to for at least, you know, the aging up and whatnot. But um, it's good you mentioned Stephen King because, I mean, you also see so much Stephen King slathered in this. And I think some of that is where, like, them deciding, like, all right, well, we're killing Eddie we're gonna horrifically mangle max like that's definitely something that happens in stephen king books is that you like you have people that you've grown with over like 700 800 pages and then in the last like 200 like oh they get killed horrifically right i was gonna say and you don't have the problem that some soapier stuff has where it's like oh of course it's the new person of course it's the person that's gonna die like you don't have that uh, that feeling of like they're doing it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have that at least. Uh, anyway, no, was like, not at all. It makes entirely sense for Eddie to be the one that dies here, and I wasn't like bothered that it wasn't a, a you know a, a, another character. Um, mm-hmm. Well, and I was gonna say what with what you were talking about a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I had a different read on it, but like to me, they killed Max. I think we're gonna see. I don't know. Yeah. To me, based on just to say with the, like that, and, uh, what I was gonna say is to connect to what you were saying to before, Arlen. Like, and L seeing that forces her physically alive, and then when we see L go into her mind, it's a blank space. To me, that says she's brain dead, and she doesn't tell anybody that mm-hmm. she's how 
the L is who brought Max's body back online. I I right. get that, but and that's kind of, to me that read as like, oh, this is a kid dealing with this, knowing they could physically turn this person back on, and this is how they can kind of work through like, oh, I didn't actually maybe fail them, mm-hmm. um, is by doing this, and then, but knowing deep down that they did, and that's why they're not telling anybody, because like they go to the hospital, she does the thing, but everyone's not acting like, well, Max is gone. To me, mm-hmm. L never told them that no, when she has her head, yeah, that it's empty. Well, and that's, I mean, uh, this was something I read from one of the Duffer brothers, so it's no guarantees, you know, he's hinting at anything, but he's like, oh, yeah, I guess we're gonna have to see what happens with Max. Which the thing I was thinking, I guess we can jump into like things that we might see happening, unless somebody has something else they want to add about the current season. I mean, because there's a lot, so this was just kind of a, yeah. a quick, no. yeah. I have a thought on where I think they're going. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. Doing speculation right now is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think what's going to end up happening if they do decide to bring Max in, like Max's like mind is going to be mixed into Vecna's memories. And that's how they're going to get her mind back into her body. Uh, and I mean, I'll sort of, you know, alley-oop off of that point. I think we're going to see a lot of characters who we assumed are dead come back temporarily. Um, I have a, it's just a feeling. I think the, you know, Dacre still showing up um, or Dacre or whatever it is. Fucking Australians with their exactly. fucking names. Wait, which um, guy? Uh, Max's brother. Yeah. Oh, Max's brother really? and, and other characters. Um, you know, I don't know. Steve's two goons from the first season, perhaps. Um, I could. Well, see- they said Vecna like absorbs people, so I could see them coming out like Billy did this season a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And we know that that smoke stuff, which he controls, can bring demogorgons back to life. Mm-hmm. So, but is that just demogorgons? Could that be humans as well? Could he resurrect a corpse temporarily? Well, uh, I mean, at this point, the corpse would be pretty well rot in the ground. So, sure. anybody who would try and bring back, like. Yeah. Well, and so I mean, uh, to a further point, he he essentially says that I, I don't know how much of this is the case. He hints at the idea that he got his powers back from absorbing eleven uh, her matter, basically her uh, from taking it from her mentally, but presumably mm-hmm. some of her like physical form also. I guess like her genetic matter well yeah uh, i thought i thought it was hinted at that well no i thought it was just that they they all kind of came from the same like seed or like a group of eggs three when he no i think like, i thought they hinted at that like all of the numbers are based off of his dna yes they okay did, but i i'm talking about when he took when he tried to take her powers specifically that is and how he needed that to get his powers back oh no i think i read it as just like it was just all mental blocked her like he she never actually lost her powers yeah yes but the he does say that he needed it to to open portals again he's yeah i think we needed her to do the thing in the first season Mm -hmm. to start the whole thing but for i mean for him to open portals he says he like he gives another level up of it's not just i want you not to have powers to open portals he couldn't open portals because 
he was drained of his powers, I guess, after their fight um, with with Baby Eleven in 1979, and or his powers were greatly diminished, and that's why he didn't just come straight back through with his own portal and attack. Well, I think he's. Oh, uh, see, I read it as like he's just he's not as powerful as she is. Yeah, and that's, so I, he couldn't punch through. He needed her to punch through, which she does in season one. And right. that gave him yeah. a way to weasel in. Right. And then when he drained, he does, I am, he absolutely does say, I drained some of your powers. That season three was. Well, the- yeah. I, and I think he was, he was talking more about mental that I don't think there was, I never got any impression that there yeah. was any type of like physical matter taken I was, from her. I was wondering if he even had a physical form. We, I know they show us him as, in a physical form, but like, how much of that is just you know a visual they show it they show us a physical form in flashbacks as well where he looks more like the original actor yeah right. and and i'm wondering if maybe the tentacles and all that is him like absorbing some of her or absorbing uh, i think he absorbs that smoke thing and now he's yeah. kind of this akira he's, glob yeah. monster in the yeah. other yeah. side i can see that yep. yeah yeah um, so, so maybe what, he, like copies of these people who are dead if if i'm even at all like on the right track with that i think i think we definitely see max come back in some form or another maybe not as max but as like a a taunting like, device yeah or as like a new host for vecna um mm. yeah that's true uh, yeah because he's there I don't that that's work. the thing. That's why I, I don't think they would have shown like that her mind is completely empty if they yeah. didn't have something they planned on putting in there. Yeah. They're gonna so, I think they're gonna do that's a checkoff's gut, I think is what Aaron. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. The so, other yeah. thing, which is more like my theory and kind of my checkoff's gun, which they never really they kind of mentioned in the first half for like a second, is that the mm-hmm. upside down takes place at the very start of season one. Yeah, and I don't know if I remember them talking about it at some point, but I think we're going to have some time shenanigans. Well, I that's the thing, because it's I had seen like the in that interview as well. The one Duffer brothers said like, oh, yeah, the next season is going to explain a lot of what the upside down is. And I think we were supposed to be led to believe that like the upside down as it currently is, is because of when Will went over like mm-hmm. part of like his yeah, memories the day, and I, yeah, yeah that's the, the day, day he disappeared it. yeah it's it absorbed all of that and populated it but it's it's not i don't know it's not a perfect match because no, you know it's it, a kid's mind yeah. well yeah. and it didn't do that when when uh henry goes over because when he goes over it's just what it was right. it doesn't become the upside down until yeah will goes over yeah, yeah. so I was thinking that we might end up with, and I don't know how they would do this, but somehow, like, this, like, our whatever aged up L mm-hmm. fighting, um, like, Henry of, like, when she originally fought him, and, like, uh, killing him know. there, and resetting timeline. I, I just, I honestly, I can't see them killing a kid that age actually in the show mm. like permit like permanently killing max and i feel like that's where they would go because it's weird the mm-hmm. time thing of the upside down makes me feel like 
that's important and the clocks and all that i mean a lot of people have theorized that there's going to be like an end game similar situation um, like i could see her I going back and like killing I, like young henry in the house i kind of hate that or maybe oh, it wouldn't be the best you know um, I, it would I, be I really hate that be backpedaling real hard it, it would feel like them yeah it would feel like them just like copy it's the happy it's the happy ending except yeah. for the fact that if you were to do that then l never gets her powers she yeah. grows up with her mom and never meets Mike. Exactly. Right. And then that's the dilemma. Well, and that's the thing. Mm. I don't want that. I don't want a time reset. I don't want no. the events that have already happened to be erased personally. Um, I'm not in favor of that. Um, I like the idea of, you know, they've already said they're going to do a spinoff. I would like the idea of like, this is, you know, 10 years down the road. This is Stranger Things set right now or, you know, in, 2015 or whatever when the oh. show or whatever um like, See, a time my, problem, like my problem with that would be the problem with like if you go back to was it black phone is mm. that like it is very hard to do horror movies when cell phones exist exactly absolutely but they still do them <laughs> they, I, would, I would like just like a 90s version would be real interesting or going earlier like sure. a 70s or a 60s version would be real interesting. So well, I'm assuming all that will absolutely happen. Like that, like that will happen. Like that's not like a oh that that might happen. No, like that's that's gonna happen. Uh, they've, you know, I I've been saying I would love to see like, um, Steve and uh Robin in yeah. college, um, which feels like a fairly natural progression. Um, Steve being the eternal wingman. Right, yeah, yeah, and just the two of them in college not dealing with like supernatural shit that much, just like normal college life. Well, like, Steve should be in college already. Yeah. Well, the idea I think is that they're not yet because they haven't gotten accepted. I think that's what they were saying. No, he's a year older than the other ones. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, he, was... he just hasn't started college yet. Then I don't. Yeah, know. he's a year older than oh shit, Nancy and John. And yeah, he's just and Robin. He's... He's just that guy who's hanging around in town. Like yeah. he's, yeah. With yeah. children. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he would like, he's McConaughey. They're supposed to be like, the kids are supposed to be like 15 and like, I think close yes. to 16. They're and freshmen, like, Nancy, John, and Robin are seniors. Yep. So yeah, they're 17 going on 18 ish. And he's supposed to be like 19 ish. Yeah. Yeah. 18, 19. Yeah. Like, yep. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm just curious if they're going to be bold enough to kill off any of the main cast in season five. I kind of hope they do. Like, and the Maybe. big one I could see would be L. Oh, she I think sacrifices they would herself. I think they would they would make it look like they're going to kill L, and mm. Will sacrifices himself to save. Yeah, my... yeah. And so he would. And so he all the Will stuff, but it's fucking. So he yeah. wouldn't have to actually say it out loud that he's gay, yes. like they've been avoiding this whole time. Like yeah. he Jesus just says, Christ. he just says, I, he just says, I love you, and then just fucking yeah. gets obliterated like kamikazes. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But like the brutality of that, but like to make him the real superhero, because like yeah. he's the other person that's so connected. Like, oh, and his mm -hmm. fucking scenes are so like that kid needs all of the jobs. He just his haircut. I can't deal with his haircut. That's, they're it's, trying to age him down. It's so bad. 
Oh, the main, so the main six, thing in favor, seven. <laughs> the main thing in favor, Lou, of him dying is he was supposed to die in the first season. Um, yeah. And so on that level, it would make a lot of sense. Since. Oh yeah, but if they killed him, it would then fall into if if this is the angle which they were heavily hinting at. Like, it's there's a trope called bury your gaze. Yes, which, no, what yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. I don't think they want to do that. Yeah, that's why I'm like I don't think they'll kill Will. I I could see then, him. Like, could, the only other character you could really kill is Mike. Dustin. No, I think. So I think, I, think would... I don't know if you could. I don't think that would have the weight. I think the main three like emotional yeah. core now is the will mike and l okay well then yeah well then uh what was shit why can i never it's so i don't think you i don't think yeah. you could take out lucas at this point he's your uh, one he's your like your only black character but you've also done what you've done with max they've yeah. all just more interesting like he's yeah. gone he, he's 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 had a lot of work done to make him less of a wet blanket character yeah like yeah, well, I know. Lucas I know. Is the most realistic high school kid of all of them in the season. Well, and I know, I know that was my complaint early in the season. But like, once he, once he got away from basketball guys, I started loving him again mm-hmm. because he he became a much better character after that. Like when he yeah. was when he was hanging out with basketball dudes, he was just like, "Come on, man, this is this is boring. This isn't doing anything." And like, I feel like <laughs> you're not doing as good a job. Yeah, but that's because he's being a real high schooler, not like the other yeah, kids yeah. being fucking crazy people. Well, that and it just continues our uh, trend of rating black people. Um, mm. <laughs> but no, but I, yeah, I gonna be uh, right. because uh, he's so awful. Um, <laughs> he he literally has no purpose in the plot. Like he brings yeah. nothing to the team. <clears throat> not I know anymore. Like, purpose for him and it's not really working <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't yeah, they should they should fridge mike that's our hashtag hashtag fridge mike yeah yes. season, absolutely season five yeah nuke him i don't i don't think it would hurt finn at all i think it would actually help him it would like a phoenix he, he'll rise from those no, no. just use him to replace ezra in the flash movie you, you know, know <laughs> at this point Why not? yeah they're like well, He's just a younger version of like you know, kind of sloppy white kid. <laughs> sloppy white kid. I don't know. That's the name of the episode. Somebody <laughs> remind me, sloppy yes. white kid. Somebody uh, write it down. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, do. You guys want to wrap up? Being that it's uh, twelve fifteen on our side. Uh, I do want to say, like, all I want is more of the best character in all of Stranger Things. And that's uh, Mike's dad. <laughs> His dad is the best character in the show. Like he's so perfect. He's just angry all the time. I mean, he's just like dejected, like yeah. nonchalant, You're... dejected. Well, you know, he's the most realistic character in the show. It's just like yeah. He, he has to know. Well, wait, Mike's dad. Uh, okay, he has to. He has to know that his wife was ready to bone down on somebody else. He's like 15 years older than her. Yeah. Like the way they make it. And it's like, like, oh, this like calls us like, oh, she's a bunch of nonsense flipping his newspaper. Like he's yeah. both like the most 
intelligent of the grown-ups and also doesn't give a fuck about anything well also just like after the the earthquakes quote-unquote happened he's just watching the news while his wife packs stuff up to bring over yeah. like the cross he's, he's watching station. the news and talking shit about how it's bullshit yeah yeah he's he's a grandpa he's an angry grandpa yeah yeah he's old he, yeah he's old man simpson absolutely um, exactly yeah yeah yeah, well, all right. I guess we should. Uh, I guess we should wrap up then, unless you guys want to get into a discussion about some obscure uh, late '90s yeah, sci-fi so film that was really bad. Uh, how no, do let's you... just go through the IMDb of James Conn's '90s work. '90s work. No, let's not. R.I.P. James Conn. Nope. Uh, no. yeah, Eraser. I'm sure they're all movies that he tried to rent from a store once, and then it was like, ah, fuck, it's one of mine. Did you <laughs> Did you see that tweet, Lou? Yes, yes. It's okay. fucking. It's like, oh shit, this is one of mine. Yeah. That's so good. I can imagine him saying it perfectly. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. I'll watch a James Con movie this weekend, people. Um, yes. Just any of them. I'm not going to say that you should watch Thief because. Because <laughs> that's predictable. But watch a James Con movie, preferably yeah. something from before Misery. Um, but rollerball, rollerball uh, is good. Like I enjoyed rollerball the multiple times I watched it. I love. And he's Eric's referring to the, like the one with uh in the night in the two thousands. Yep, with, yep the one that was in the Flash. Yeah, and American Pie. Yeah, Chris Cooper or not Chris, Chris Cooper? Fuck, uh, Chris, Chris Klein. Klein. Yeah. Yep. That's that's the one I'm talking about. Where yep. fucking McTiernan like quit or something? We we can't talk. Yeah. About we can't do this <laughs> see how easy it is yep it is uh all right well this has been a a, a very laid back and uh relatively calm episode of the phantom zone this evening yeah. i've i've been whatever the the captain of the ship uh eric Dorchek. you can find me at eric underscore theodore on instagram there's picture of dogs including cats and comics um flaring around phantom zone flaring around places here there everywhere uh yeah like arlen said go watch a go watch a james Conn movie and uh, if you haven't yet go watch everything everywhere all at once and go watch uh the or northman and and go watch uh the unbearable weight of massive talent they're all fucking phenomenal films for different reasons yeah yeah Man, um, uh, LHP, uh, when there are episodes, and when I don't forget to message Eric <laughs> about recording. Uh, Good job. Uh, <laughs> it's a tight ship we run here. I asked him on the week that he uh, was having like a weekend away with his girlfriend. I'm Good just job. Good at this, guys. I'm just really. <laughs> you know, just, Mm. Um so yeah, uh go 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 do that and uh yeah, yeah, that's that's all I got. Oh wait, you guys finished up Bond? Oh my god. No. I was oh, okay. weekend. But I okay. said girlfriend weekend away. Uh so, okay. mm, hmm. my fault. <laughs> Speak clear. My fault. Um <laughs> Lou, do you have anything? Um no, no. Okay. Maybe stuff in the future. Tired. Okay. Uh, yeah, just treat your mom like you would, like Paulie Wallace treated his mom. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, get your free uh, COVID tests. Uh, get them. Yeah. yeah. Get, get them. those yeah. COVID tests. Oh. Also, um, if you have any uh, furry art that you want to send to Hunter, 
um, you should find out what Kame Club's email is. That's the uh, podcast he hosts that's ostensibly about video games, but it's actually a secret underbelly to talk about the horror of furries. So please send all of your artwork to that, uh, whatever their email address is, and also tell Frank that he's crazy for his opinions on Assassin's Creed. Just comment on every single one of their videos, like yes. hashtag. Yes. No yiffing, no watch. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yiff, please. Yes. All right. Well, I guess that's it, guys. Goodbye, yeah. everybody. Uh, bye. Adios. Mm-hmm.